What's going on, everybody? This is Marcus Holman, attackman of Archers Lacrosse Club of the PLL, and one half of this amazing relationship with my beautiful fiance. Hi, guys. I'm Alex Aust, professional lacrosse player, fitness instructor, entrepreneur, and the other half of this amazing relationship. Cool. And together we're forming the Two Halves Podcast. Uh, Alex, what are we doing here? Why are we talking? (laughs) Well, just like every other couple, we think what we have to say is super important and everyone (laughs) should hear it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, You know, we love having awesome conversations and we really kind of wouldn't be where we are today without sports and without the relationships and teammates and people that we've encountered. So I think it's really awesome to interview couples, teammates, business partners, and basically try and figure out what makes them tick. Love it. And two halves, where did the name come from? Obviously, it's an ode to our athletic backgrounds, right? Two halves of a game or a scrimmage or a match. Uh, But it's also, you know, talking about the other people in our lives that, you know, make us whole, make us complete. Um, And as Alex mentioned, you know, we're really looking forward to making this a relationship-based podcast where we talk to our friends. It's not exclusive to romantic partners. It's <laughs> business partners. It's teammates. It's mentors or coaches. Um, but we really want to dive in and see what makes these people tick and how they work together and how they work off of one another. And that's super exciting to us. So Yeah. And for so many podcasts, I feel that it's really self-serving and driven. So, you know, we want this to be a little bit different. We don't want to ask people about themselves so much, maybe kind of what the dynamic of their relationship is and how the good, the bad, and the ugly. We are not leaving any anything out. <laughs> I love that. And as Alex mentioned, it's not just going to be us rambling here <laughs> and talking about our favorite shows or what we're eating or anything of the sort, you're going to have guests, you're going to have lots of guests and it's going to be an awesome podcast. And we're super excited about it. That being said, this is episode one and this is our episode. (laughs) So congrats, you're here. And if you want to learn more about Alex and I, well, continue to tune in. Um, Alex, why don't you kick us off? This was an awesome summer for you. Uh, Super exciting for fans and female lacrosse athletes because of a brand new league for you guys. Yes. Talk to me. Athletes Unlimited. Yeah, wow. Five amazing weeks in Germantown, Gaithersburg, Maryland. So pretty home to me, actually. My dad grew up in Rockville, Maryland, right down the street. So it was really cool to go back there, but... I absolutely loved the season. I loved everything about it. I know I talked to you a lot almost every day about how much fun <laughs> I was having. It was like glorified college, getting to be back with all of the girls that I've played with before and then also make completely new relationships with people that I have just graduated. You know, what's weird about even college coaching or, you know, coaching club lacrosse at any level, we just get older, but the people get, you know, are the same age every time you meet them. They stay the same age. (laughs) I know you feel that way. And so I think it keeps me young, but people are always shocked to know that I'm 30 um, because I get along with the 22 and 23 year olds because I know TikToks and I know how to... I know how to hang. So. TikTok keeps you young. It does. Just for any uh, <laughs> aspiring adults out there. TikTok keeps you young. Keeps you on the trends. So yeah, I mean, right off the gate, I 
became really close with Kayla Wood, who just graduated from Carolina, would have never thought that I'd be close to the tar, another Tar Heel, even though I am marrying one. And um, Ella Simpkins, who played at Syracuse last year. So it was just really cool to, I don't know, get to know them. But yeah, I mean, on another level, playing lacrosse, yeah. actually got to play. You, you told me you loved practice during this experience. Incredible. I know. Because it really did feel like college. And I think, I mean, you know this, playing professional lacrosse, we don't get to practice with our teammates. And in every league I've been in beforehand, um, we only met on the weekends before the game. So it was really hard to kind of gel and even get your own confidence. You know, we know practice comes or confidence comes from practice and having your stick in your hand and, you know, reminding yourself that you know what you're doing. So, yeah, I loved it. I love practice. I loved going to the shout-out Firehouse Deli afterwards. <laughs> Not Firehouse Subs. It's a Firehouse Deli. Um, and I loved getting to know everyone. But, yeah, I mean, for me personally, beforehand, I kind of had some, I don't want to say anxiety, but I definitely was like, why am I doing this? Why am I playing lacrosse again? You know, after almost two years of not having any sort of competition, you kind of forget if you know what you're doing. So... I also had an excused absence the first weekend because I was at the Sports Illustrated launch, which you were with me. Just doing it all. Yes. Um, so I went straight from the runway right onto the <laughs> field. But it started to kind of feel like home again. You know, I, I hadn't played lacrosse in a long time. I feel like I've been dipping my toe in fitness and modeling. And so it felt really good to be Alex. Like I felt like myself again um, on the field. And I know that that's because lacrosse has really given me every single thing in my life, including you. It's a beautiful sport. <laughs> it beautiful really is. sport. Did you feel added pressure um, to perform just because I, f- I felt like the stakes were raised a little bit, you know, TV coverage and – HD cameras and replays and, you know, the best players in the world. Oh, Um, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think it's natural at any level. I think, I mean, you even tell me this, if you have anxiety about it or if you're excited, it's because you care. And, you know, I care so much about being the teammate that I, that I want to be. Um, And so, yeah, I would definitely, you know, get those jitters and had anxiety a little bit, but then I remember just continuing to repeat affirmations to myself. And I, rem- I remember the first game just like being behind the restraining line and the draws going up. And I was like starting going in that little negative, you know, headspace of what if you don't do this? What if I don't score? What if I don't catch the ball? Whatever. And I just thought to myself that, hey, I love to compete <laughs> and I love doing this. Like I would... I I still have dreams of Kathy Reese telling me I have eligibility at Maryland and I get to go to College Park. So I'm living my dream right now, getting to play. So I shouldn't waste it by having anxiety on performance. So yeah, no, I mean it was awesome. I've I've the coverage that we had. I've never had that many people watch me, me play lacrosse. I feel like you've never even seen me play lacrosse that much. Um, no, it was amazing. Joe Beninati on the yeah. calls. He's he's fantastic, and I got to see you play live one weekend, which is. Another amazing experience for me. I mean, you girls are so athletic and fast. Yeah. The game is is really just taking another step. Um, I want to keep stay on the AU topic with you. You mentioned Kayla and Ella. Mm-hmm. I felt like I don't want to ask you about specific teammates because I felt like you were teammates with almost everybody there. Just as how the league is is formed, the teams switch every week. But I want to talk to you about 
players who you thought really impressed. And I'll go back down the list of of the top four finishers. Number one was Taylor Cummings. Go. I mean, if you don't know who Taylor Cummings is, you've been living under a rock <laughs> or you don't play lacrosse. You're right. But um, yeah, obviously we all know who Taylor is. Number two was Kaylee Waters, Tar Heel, goalie, incredible goalie. Number three, Sam Apuzo. Um, again, one of the best players in the past 10 years in, in women's college lacrosse. Boston College alum. And then number four was Katie Glenn, who was a goalie, played at Loyola, and is now coaching at Monmouth. Outside of those four, who did you really enjoy watching um, or who did you like playing with on the field? Yeah, so, I mean, I definitely have to give props to Taylor just because she is the best to have ever played this game, undoubtedly, but she continues to shock me. Like it's, I mean, I don't know why I'm shocked by it, but she's just the winner and she's born for that stage and she knows how to compete. So I was really, really proud of her ending up first. She was, I, there was no one more deserving. Um, cause she's a leader and she's a great teammate and she built the best teams when she was captain. So it was, and it was really cool to see cause that's not easy to do. Um, I already mentioned, but I did play with Ella every single weekend, oh, which was wow. really cool. Yeah, we were always on the same team. She was the only person that I was with every single weekend. So we, um, you know, really bonded and connected. And I just loved seeing the way that she was so confidently like commanding our defense, even being so young, just being, you know, right out of college um, and seeing, you know, how she really led the people around her. I have to give a shout out to my girl, Kenzie Kent. Um, without yep. her, I would have had zero goals. <laughs> so <laughs> she is, and, I, and I've known this, and I, you know, I'm such a lax rat and I love watching these girls in college, but she is has some of the best field vision I've ever seen. And I'm sure it's from playing hockey at a high level and obviously being coached by Acacia, who you know very well too, mm-hmm. um, another Terp. But she, yeah, she just did things with all, with the ball, like, that I didn't see other people do. She made other people really, really better around her. And I'm going to probably round it out and say the other person that really impressed me, I mean, would have to be Dempsey. I'm going to go with all the BC girls here. (laughs) It's crazy that they all were on the same team and never won national championship, which just shows how hard it is to win. But Dempsey had mono the entire time and was still top of the leaderboard. Basically playing at, you know, I would think she would say 50 to 75% and was still absolutely dominating. So that is just impressive to me. But I think with the coolest structure of the league and something that I, um, you know, would hate to not admit was that I didn't like that. I didn't think I was going to like switching teams every week. I thought I was going to hate it. I love, you know, building camaraderie and team bonding. And I thought that it was just going to scrap it. And, you know, we, lose a lot of that I love about the game. And in fact, I think it was the exact opposite. I think it made us all have to be friends with each other. You know, you didn't really know um, who you were going to be playing with the next week. So you were kind of kind to everyone right when you stepped off the field, which when you're living with people for five weeks is super important. Um, And I think it also was a cool reset. You know, if you didn't play well on a weekend or you didn't play well on one game, you got to draft on Monday and have a completely new team that you can kind of prove yourself with. I saw some people take that mindset and do really great things with it. So I don't know, you kind of had to like have confidence in yourself and make those people better around you. I loved it. It was awesome. That's incredible. Great recap of the summer. (laughs) 
and you even dropped in Sports Illustrated swimsuit. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on, had to. Which had maybe, to drop in. yeah, maybe we'll get into that a little bit more later. I'm sure we will. Athletes Unlimited is a network of new professional sports leagues where athletes compete in a fantasy-inspired games in lacrosse, basketball, volleyball, and softball. Follow them on social at AU Pro Sports and on their website at AUProSports.com. Yeah. But what about you, Marky? You are also a lacrosse player. PLL, Archer's third season. Um, how do you feel about it? How do you feel about the summer went? Yeah, so we finished our third season of the PLL. Uh, feels really cool to be a part of something that's continuing to build and I think that's only going to get stronger and stronger. Uh, for me, outside of my teammates and the act of actually playing, uh, which I love dearly, having fans back in the stands was an incredible experience. COVID bubble, the tournament out in Utah, we didn't have any fans. And I just feed off the energy from the crowd. <laughs> you know, you run yes. out pregame warmups. We got Migos playing and I'm just running around trying to hype up all the fans and <laughs> A lot of them are young kids, but, you know, I just think about when I was that age, I was, I was in the stadium early, I was watching warmups and, you know, I just try to give off that energy to the, to the crowd, you know, they're, they're paying to come watch us play. Um, in some aspects, athletes are artists, you know, and I, yeah, you got to put on a show. I want to give them the, the price of admission, you know, I want that <laughs> to be worth what they come to see. So that was really, really cool. Outside of that, um, somewhat of a disappointing year. For the Archers, I think, you know, looking back on it, only one team wins the championship, right? right? So if you're not on the chaos lacrosse club, you're probably disappointed in how the season ended up for you. Um, you know, certainly happy about the individual accolades that our team received, you know, Grant Amen, Attackman of the Year, Graham Hasek, Defender of the Year, and having Adam Gittleman and Tom Schreiber on, on the second team All-Pro. Those guys are all deserving of of those individual awards, but yeah, I mean, we we started off pretty well and kind of fizzled out towards, towards the end of the season. So that was, that was kind of rough. Yeah. Um, but yeah. How do you feel or what do you think? How do I phrase this? What do you think you guys need to do to change? Cause I feel like you did start out so hot and I know you feel like you have the pieces um, having been, you know, in this league for three years, it's different than any league you've played in. So what do you think's what do you think you guys got to do? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's probably give you somewhat of a generic answer now, but like it's you know, we don't practice um very much, so just trying to continue to get that chemistry right and you know, at the end of the day, like you got to make plays. Yeah. <laughs> like it's very simple, I think at the professional level when it's unlike college where you're practicing so much so much so much like the difference sometimes is just a handful of plays and totally momentum is a big thing. And I think you, you could watch the chaos kind of ride the momentum throughout the playoffs yeah. after beating us in the quarterfinals. Which I feel like they tend to do. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, they, they play a, a good style of lacrosse. It's a lot of great passing and those guys move well together off ball. And then obviously, you know, you got to give respect to blaze yeah. being MVP and, you know, he was the best player throughout right. the summer and definitely in the playoffs. So, um, you know, props to them. And I think when you look back on it, I wouldn't, you know, in some ways it's, it seems like a failure, right? You're, this is a team sport. The goal is to win the championship. 
I felt like we had the pieces to do it. So in that sense, it's a failure. But, you know, personally, I think if you view your career as a failure every time you don't win the championship, like you're, you're just going to be kind of a sad, angry, bitter old, <laughs> old man when I'm done playing. And I don't, I don't want to be that type of person. You know, this was my ninth season as a professional. Uh, I made my seventh all-star game. I'm, I'm proud of that, you right. know, individually. Um, I've won one championship, you know, so what's one divided by nine? Uh, that's like 11% is your success rate. Uh, so the other, what, 89% of the time you're going to be sad and miserable. Like, I don't really want to be that way. You know, I, I think success is kind of different for everybody, you know, in a team sport setting, success is winning the championship, no doubt. Um, and in that sense, we weren't successful, but, you know, personally, I think success is also making your teammates better. Uh, success is preparing to do your best, watching film, taking care of your body, working really hard, getting shots up. I think success is executing at a high level when your team needs it, you know, in the fourth quarter of a big game and, you know, scoring and making plays. And I think, you know, by my accounts, I, I think as a competitor, you always think you could do better, but um, in that sense, like the season was a success. Yeah. You know? I love my teammates. I know I you wouldn't do. trade them for anything. I, I, I love being in the locker room. Um, I still have a drive and a desire to be the best, you know, individually. And I want our, our team to, you know, have success as well. Um, I think any competitor wants that, you know, and I think what makes it really, really special again, as, as I've reflected on this now for a couple of like months <laughs> is that, you know, we're not playing tennis. We're not playing golf. Like you have your teammates to rely it's the best part. Rely on. I know. And it's so funny just listening to you speak. And then kind of now, as I hear it myself, like it makes sense why we're doing this podcast <laughs> where we want to have our teammates on and our friends on and because hype them that, up. I think, I mean, you know, this teammates are why we play team sports. Right. You know, I, who were we were watching tennis the other day, and I was like, "This is the most mental game in the entire world." And I couldn't imagine not having, you know, someone to lean on or someone to, to lean on me. You know, yeah. it it feels good to work with other people for a goal. You want to hear a nice little quote? Oh, I was love, thinking about drop it, drop it, drop it on them. It, it was, I think it was applying to friends, but I also think it applies to teammates. Yeah. Um. So teammates divide the mistakes and they multiply the success. I love that. Right. So like when you lose a game, it's never one person's fault. Right. If you lose a tennis match, it's all your <laughs> fault. <laughs> you know, if you don't play well in golf, it is completely your fault. 100%. But in a sport like lacrosse where it's 10 guys and uh, you know, you're, you're striving to do your best. It's, it's no one's one person's fault. When you, when you lose a game, everybody can, you know, take part of that, defeat and then on the other hand when you get to hold that trophy with no better feeling oh my gosh it's, <laughs> it multiplies the success because it's every single person as happy as they can be all right. together um you know and and i just i've tasted it a couple times in my career i know you have too and it's just like man it is <laughs> addicting like it, it'll keep me coming back for as long as they you know want to put a, a jersey on me i know and I know that we, I don't know why we keep bringing up tennis. I also The U.S. Do Open feel, just yeah, finished that's why, yeah, yeah. a couple of weeks ago. 
But I also really feel that even individual sportive people have a team. You know, you have your trainer, you have your coach, you have your family, you have someone out there that's cheering for you. Even if it's your the person that does your dry cleaning, they're on your team. And I think that's the cool part about having two halves and having a relationship is getting to just learn more about that, like what that connection is. Because I really do believe that that's kind of what life is about. I think relationships are the absolute hardest thing to have, but also the best thing. But that's kind of like life. Don't you feel? For sure. And that's why we're excited (laughs) about this. You know, we're going to dive into those relationships and we're going to meet and talk to so many amazing people. Yeah. Super fired up about it. Speaking of relationships, um, back to kind of the PLL. I know you know a lot of legends have announced retirement this year. Um, two of your teammates, Paul and Kyle. Um, I know that it's really kind of hit you hard, or just you know, it kind of was the little gut check. I feel. Yeah. How do you how do you feel kind of about not that you're retiring anytime <laughs> soon, but just you know that you you have that inevitability there. Yeah. Well, actually, and this is the funny part about lacrosse is all four of those guys were teammates of mine at one point. Right. Um, I had the longest relationship with Kyle playing for the Ohio machine, Paul on team USA twice, John and Joel both on team USA in 2018 and actually Joel with indoor as well in 2015. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I reflected on it and I, sh- I shared some thoughts on on my Instagram at Marcus Holman one. <laughs> Give your boy a follow. <laughs> and yeah, you know, I just wanted to pay my respect to those guys, um, and it, it does put it into perspective a little bit. You know, I, you know, we turned thirty, and I think there's there gets a point in your career where there's less years ahead of yeah. you than than behind you. You know, and and just thinking about all the gifts those guys have given to the sport of lacrosse, you know, Kyle with his patented split dodge. And um, just as you've seen with the reactions about Kyle, just more so about him as a human being. Yeah, (laughs) Like he's one of my best friends. He's coming to our wedding. Like, you know, and I I want him to be there. He he means a lot to me and I'm excited to just continue to, you know, develop a relationship with him. Um, We don't have to be competitors anymore. You know, (laughs) I still feel, like I need to keep that space, you know, because we are competing against each other in season. Um, Paul with the PLL, with being the man in the arena, that's what I alluded to, with all the criticism that he's faced from thousands of people. Um, you know, at the same time, he's he has just as many fans that love him and adore him. Yeah. And I know he has the respect of every single person that has played outdoor lacrosse for the past 15 years um, yeah. just because of, you know, he, what he did on, not only on the field, but what he's done for the sport, just legitimizing it from a professional standpoint. It's been super cool. And then I feel like I got to kind of lump Joel and John together just because they retired together. They were teammates. I think they played every single high school too. Yeah. High school, college, they played every pro game together. Um, that is so cute. So cute. <laughs> I got to give a quick shout out to my boy, Dominique Alexander, too, because we're on year nine of every yeah. program together. Wow. So, Nick, I know you don't want to hang him up yet. Neither do I. <laughs> we got a couple more years in us. We got a championship. We got to win. But 
you know, th- those two guys were just super competitive, you know, John specifically being a goalie, me being more of a shooter and a scorer, like we would just have some battles, you know, sometimes I had his number, other times he had mine and I couldn't solve them, you know, but then being able to be teammates together and winning a gold medal was just an awesome experience. And understanding that the people oftentimes that you like despise oh in the moment are the people that you actually really respect and want to be around and those people are often the best teammates. And most of the time you despise them because you see yourself in them. That's <laughs> <laughs> how I feel. I'm like, wow, she's annoying on the field. But, you know, I, I'm aware that I'm equally as annoying. I, I think that's the coolest part about the leagues we both play in. And, you know, being on Team USA, it's funny when you said that. I remember turning and seeing Kayla Trainer, and we had literally, I mean, Maryland had played Syracuse almost every year in the national championship when she was a senior and she just hugged me and was like, we finally won, you know, like it was really cool to just win with people that you're so used to battling against. Um, that's cool. I love that. It's, it's that communal communal sense that lacrosse still has. Yeah. And while the sport is still growing nationally and internationally and it's getting more uh, publicity, I always hope it keeps that sense of community um, yeah, the lax world is small, but also welcoming, you know, yeah. <laughs> welcoming people from, from all over the world. So athletes unlimited is bringing fans closer to the game with the unlimited club. You'll receive all the latest news and updates in the palm of your hand, stream digital games, unlock special access and more join for free today by downloading the athletes unlimited app available in Google play and Apple app stores. Yeah, that's a uh... Probably enough lacrosse talk for today. <laughs> I was going to say, this is not a lacrosse podcast, even if it kind of seems like it. It's just, we both really love lacrosse. It's going to lean <laughs> It's gonna lean that way, just off of who we are. But let's talk about life No lacrosse sticks at the wedding is my role. There's absolutely no lacrosse involved with our wedding. TBD. <laughs> let's talk about life, I guess, a little bit. Um, what's going on? You know, what's exciting you right now? Do you have any other than this podcast, exciting projects lying ahead? Hmm. Um, I would say I am really excited to live with you. We've been long distance our entire relationship, which is, I think, had its challenges, but also I think has made us who we are in, as a relationship. We'll say um, we've become very, be- like we've become decent at communicating. I've been, I'm a lot better communicating with you than I think I have ever been. Um, and that's because we've had distance between us. I think it's been, I don't know, really good and healthy for us. So, but I am just really excited to see you almost every day. It's really nice <laughs> to have you around instead of across the country. And, you know, I think I'm just excited to get married. Like we have our wedding in, you know, less oh, than baby. three months. And really, you know, you're really locking me down. So. I'm excited to have that. I'm excited to have all of our friends and family together and loved ones and to celebrate, um, you know, our future together. What about you, MH1? Yeah, I'm, I'll just kind of piggyback off of your <laughs> comments there and just, um, yeah, getting married. That's an incredible step. Uh, it's going to be an amazing experience with you and with our families and our our best friends. What has been your favorite and least favorite part of planning this wedding? 
my favorite <laughs> tread lightly. <laughs> my favorite my favorite part was honestly just visualizing the dance floor and <laughs> you know working with the uh, DJ group that we hired. We got some special effects coming for for the party squad. Um, having it in Tulum where we yeah. took our first vacation is is going to be really special. Um, you know, we just went to a wedding in Aspen with some really good friends and it's a place that they've always vacationed with themselves and with their families, but they had never taken their friends there. And I, I think you and I kind of feel the same way about Tulum. We've been there twice, but now our friends get to experience it with us and our families. And that's going to be really beautiful because it's an amazing place. Um, I'm also really excited to be an uncle. Yeah. I'm very, very excited about that. Uh, my brother, Matthew, my older brother and his wife, Kelsey just had a beautiful baby girl and her name's Ainsley. She's beautiful. She probably won't be a guest on the podcast. <laughs> Not yet. But uh, just seeing how happy he is and, and Kelsey is as well, just hearing him talk about it, like, you know, it's an amazing step in their lives. My dad and mom are now grandparents, which is funny to say. And yeah, I just want to be there to provide for Matt and Kelsey and be there for Ainsley as much as I can. So I'm excited about that. I'm the fun uncle. You're the funkle? The Funkle. <laughs> Funkle Marky. Are we going to cuss on this podcast? Have we decided that yet? <laughs> I don't think we have tonight, but we can. Do <laughs> <laughs> uh, you want to go some through some of these questions? Sure. Yeah. Okay. We have some cool partnership relationship questions. I think some, some mind stuff. Cool. Um, how do you define a good partnership? What matters to you most? It's, I know this is cliche and it completely relates to why we're having this podcast, but like, you got to be a good teammate. (laughs) It's so funny just making that, um, illusion because we grew up with sports. I love, I loved every single sport as a kid. I'm, I know you were the same way and you know, what, what makes a good teammate? Well, you're there to provide support. You're there to encourage, uh, when your teammates not doing well. Uh, you're there to keep them in line, you know, if, if they're, <laughs> you know, stepping overstepping their boundaries and hold them accountable for things, uh, when it might, might not be the easiest conversation, um, you're there to just unconditionally support them and love them. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so, you know, that's a way that I thought about it one day. It just all kind of clicked and made sense to me. Um, I know that you're my fiance and not my teammate, (laughs) but I think, you know, making that like symbolic connection just kind of helps, you know, and how do you want to be treated? Right. That's the the easiest easiest way way to do it. That's the, a code and, you know, motto that I live my life by that is, you know, has definitely has a faith connotation to it, but do unto others as you would want to be done to yourself. Yeah. I also think like, it's really funny because we didn't, I didn't meet, we didn't know this about each other before we were dating, but you and I are very similar on the field and similar. We play similarly. We're the same position, strong right-handed people, barely, barely any left-handed left hands here. But you know, like I have never, ever, ever had any of my success solely due to what I've done. I know that I've had incredible people around me. And I know that it's probably because I went, you know, to the, and I know I worked hard to get there and I know that, um, I have to do certain things, but I also know 
we're not winning any national championships without Katie Schwarzman and Taylor Cummings. And, you know, even my senior year when I was a Torrent finalist, all of my assists were to, because I had the most ridiculous finishers on my team. So it's, I think it's realizing how much you need other people and, and being grateful for them and wanting to, you know, bring them up and knowing that like having a piece of the pie, like the pie only gets bigger when other people are successful around you. I think a lot of the times people, I mean, you and I are way too competitive, but it's, not a competition within your own team. Like, I think we both recognize that and know that we need, I mean, you say it about Tom Shriver all the time. Like, yeah. you know, um, I think that's the fun part about team sports. And I think a thing that defines and matters a lot to me in a partnership is trust. I know that's also cliche and a little corny, but yep. trusting that that person has your back and trusting that what they are saying is honest and they're going to do what they say they're going to do. You know, that trust is really important in any relationship, um, especially romantic relationships. Yeah. You know, I don't think that if we didn't, if we, and I don't know why, because I would say getting a little vulnerable here, but definitely had trust issues before, um, you know, I met you and for some reason I trusted you and, you know, but I don't think that our relationship would have worked without it. You know, you kind of had to, I, we both had to make that decision. Um, and we worked on it, obviously. Yeah. But I think that if anyone's, uh, my advice too about now, we've kind of gone into our romantic relationship, but don't rule out long distance <laughs> yeah. for all my for all my girls and guys yeah. out there. Don't rule it out. Um, you can make anything work with the right person, um, and it's. And on the on the flip side, long distance will rule you out if it's not the right person very quickly. Well said. So I would say, um, you know, but you have to go for things and you have to go for the relationship and fight for it because um, if it's the right person, like you are to me, then it's worth fighting for, I think. I agree. We both talked about, too, how much timing is is important. Timing. Totally. And my mom always always used to tell me, timing's everything, timing's everything. You got to kiss a lot of toads before you get your prints, Uh, she she says too. (laughs) uh, Love that. Um, How do you think, you know, our relationship has has changed? I think by the time it becomes December, it'll be pretty much four years since we started speaking. How have we changed? And, you know, what do you like about, where we're going, (laughs) you know, what, what's been different from once we started and to now, obviously there's a lot, but. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the things that I really, you know, value in you is that you are always looking to be better and you're always looking to grow. Um, he's big growth mindset guy over here. (laughs) It's the only way to live. It is. No, it is. And it's really nice because it's, it's not, stagnant. Life isn't stagnant. Things change. And super important, I think, to be able to be flexible and be able to grow and get stronger. Um, But I would say you and I, you know, I think you were a little tough to crack. You you definitely had a hard exterior. And I think you've opened up a lot more to me. Um, And I think it was, you know, both of us just admitting that we need each other, you know? Like, I think that took time and it took you know, learning to trust each other, but allowing to say like, I need you right now, or, you know, 
I'm going through a tough time. Um, I think we're so often trying to, we are the positive people, I think, in a lot of our, in our families and our friendships. And so it, it, but you do need that, you know, safe space and harbor to kind of come home to. And it's, you've always, you know, I think you've, you've always been that for me, but um, I just think we've only gotten stronger, I think, with that. I now know when I'm about to crash and I just, you even, I feel like know when I'm about to crash. Um, I'm definitely someone that flies super high. Um, and you know, I, I love that about me and I, I think it makes life awesome, but just means you fall that much further sometimes. So it's nice to have you to catch me when I fall. You know the story of Icarus, right? Yes, I know. <laughs> Those wax wings fly too close to the sun. Yeah, but I, I think it's, I think a, a great partnership too is balance. Yeah, I do think while we both are similar in a lot of ways too, like we we can balance each other out totally. Um, one thing you've been a bless, such a blessing in my life for is just like your compassion. It's always a <laughs> word I think about with you that not that I didn't know what it was before, but just the way that you display that to your friends and your family, I think is is such an admirable trait about you. It's definitely rubbed off on me. <laughs> so in a way I've, I have changed. Um, and that's like when people say when, you know, when you meet someone that's amazing and really right for you, like those changes feel good and they feel yeah. right. Like, you know, you, you give the best qualities to each other. Right. Um, and not that you overlook the negative qualities, but <laughs> you accept them and, you know, Maybe don't try to change the other person, but no. you understand that we're all flawed human beings. Nobody's perfect. Um, and yeah, and you grow together and you go through life together and it's awesome. Totally. Hopefully. Um, but yeah, this is getting like deep. Ther- yeah, I like it's it. getting like therapeutic. <laughs> uh, uh, hey, I'm a big fan of therapy. It's, it's, so, it's good for everybody. But no, I mean, I agree. I think... I would say the quality that I love most in you that I definitely need more of is you're very reasonable. I know my sister Nicole always says Marcus is so reasonable, but it's it's not a I know we make fun of you for it, but it's it is something that um you know, I don't need to always be so passionate about every single thing I do or everything that's going on in the world around me that I can't control. So, it is really really nice to have my stoic fiance that I can you know, Marcus has to remind me that I'm not a real housewife sometimes. I don't, <laughs> I don't have to get so worked up about every little thing or DM or nasty troll on Instagram. That um, I think, you know, I think, like, I love that point of not trying to change someone, just continuing to grow and, and you know, offer help and advice when they ask. Because even if you try and change someone, it's not going to work. They have to kind of, like, choose on their own, I think. Um Agreed. And I think that's kind of how you bring out the best in people. Yep. Or try to, you know, not not that, you know, we don't think we have it all solved. <laughs> we definitely have a lot that we need to work on. No, I wish you could see the uh, visual recording of this right now because I'm just shaking my head no. Because <laughs> yeah, it's a podcast. Don't. Yeah. Um, but there's definitely a, still a Bravo TV ban that, <laughs> that I've instituted since... We've been living together and moved in together, so. Yeah, and there's a Warzone Call of Duty ban ever since we've Deal. been together. <laughs> Deal, that's, a, that's an unspoken handshake <laughs> agreement that we have, but. Cool, all right, well, I feel like we've talked about a lot of things. I like, know. I, I think that we're probably at like a good 
good amount right now. <laughs> it's just <laughs> yeah, I like mean, we gotta think, save some. You know, we know, can't we, just like <laughs> talk about every. We can sit here and talk for twenty four hours straight and break the record for longest podcast, but. No, well, I mean, I think I'm, we are really excited to do this together. It, we do enjoy working together. I'm not going to sit here and deny that it's not hard at times. You know, I wanted to kill him before we pressed, started on this <laughs> Zoom and press record because he wasn't ready on time. Um, and he had his aux cord plugged into the wrong place. So, you know, it's it's not pretty and it's not it's not perfect, but I am really excited for this journey with you. I am. Neither is life. I know. And I'm excited about it too. I'm excited to interview our awesome guests we have coming up. I'm excited to talk to you through things. I've learned that that's kind of how I figure things out is by talking. (laughs) So I'm excited to do it in front of whoever wants to listen. Incredible. Well, thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoyed. Uh, This is Marcus Holman. Oh, yeah. And Alex Oss, we got to pimp ourselves out. I know. Where can people find you on social? (laughs) Social media at Alex Aust. A-U-S-T underscore is on Instagram. It's probably my biggest, most used, definitely addicted to it platform. What about you? JV TikToker though. (laughs) You are. I am. I mean, I I know the dances. I love the dances. (laughs) (laughs) And I am Marcus Holman one. Instagram, slightly on TikTok, and somewhat on Twitter. I'm kind of taking a break from Twitter. Yeah, Twitter is... A lot of of nonsense being thrown out there. But... I do love Twitter, but I'm taking a break. But if you liked this podcast and you are still with us, yeah. then go to my most recent Instagram and comment a heart emoji. Do you want a heart emoji? They did, uh, the, like the balance one? <laughs> what emoji do you want? What did we talk about a lot? <laughs> I don't even know. We just talked for like an hour and I have yeah. no idea what we talked about. Comment a lacrosse stick. How about that? Comment a lacrosse stick on one of our Instagrams. You know, comment whatever you want. <laughs> whatever emoji this makes you think about, comment that emoji. Okay? There's a lot of cool ones. Yeah. Just comment one. Yeah. And we'll know. We'll know. We'll know it's you. We're excited. <laughs> cool. And we're signing off. This is the Two Halves Podcast. Good night. Peace out.